regardless of what we do this season, I, last season was an absolute trip and we got spoiled. So I'm okay with whatever happens last season. I think the very peak of this little Chiefs dynasty going on was when Bengals got robbed. Together. We all came together. Mark and I saw it live. Yeah, we all came together to watch that AFC championship game. Bro, that was awesome. Robbery. He had to lean into that one. He had to lean into that one real quick. Had to go had to go into the mic so you you all could hear that. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a win is a win podcast, aka somewhat of the Bubble Boys podcast. Because while we do have Martin here, we unfortunately are missing Matt. So we can't say that we are the Bubble Blown Boys completely, but we can let it slide for now and say we're somewhat of the Bubble Blown Boys. But we are back with Martin again, who has graciously joined us. He's somewhat of a frequent visitor on the podcast. Say what's up, Punky. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And of course, Sam Cookie. Hi there. And I am H-Double, and this is episode 44, and we are here to discuss some very, very, very controversial topics, a.k.a. the NFL playoff race and the MLB offseason, which, of course, we had to bring the MLB into this with Martin on the podcast. Martin is a big MLB guy. He brings a lot of good insight to the game for us. But, yeah, we're going to talk about the NFL playoff race. It's heating up. We're in week 15 as we speak. We've already had a couple games played that had big playoff implications. We're going to kind of see who we like, who we think will make the playoffs. And then we're also going to see how or we're going to talk about our favorite teams because we're all in different places right now and see how we think we're going to finish the year and, and all that good stuff. And then we're going to go right into the MLB offseason. There's been some big news with obviously a certain player, generational talent. Or I'm sure we're going to discuss him and then, you know, some other other big additions that have happened in the offseason and, and some that haven't happened yet. So we're going to discuss all that in this episode. Anyone have any thoughts? Uh, not really. No, no. I'm ready to jump into it. All right. You ready? Let's get it. Let's go right to the ready. NFL then. Ready. Um, yeah. So I guess I guess I can start with that NFL stuff. Um, yeah, the playoff race has been a little exciting so far. It's been one of the lone bright spots of this NFL season, I think, especially right after that um, stinker, the Raiders versus the Chargers. Um, that happened a couple of days ago from when we're recording this, but it's been pretty a, a weak season, I think, especially compared to last year. There's been a lot of weird scores. Um, personally, my Chiefs, they are having an offseason for sure. So I don't know if I like that in that part. Uh, the playoff picture is a little closer to what I think it is. Um, not a not not a few bright spots uh, going into the wild card in the AFC side, at least in the NFC, it gets a little bit more interesting. There are a couple more higher teams, like top teams, like the Eagles and the Cowboys. Unfortunately, they're probably going to secure the one and two seats. But um, other than that, I think it's pretty set in stone for now. Right now, currently, it's we're about to get into week fifteen, but I don't. I I'm just so, I'm just going off with a hot take. I don't think there's going to be much change from how the what the picture is right now. What do you? I don't think there's going to be much change. No, from how so, how it's set right now. Yeah. Okay. I think I think if anything, I think the biggest change might literally just be the Dallas Philadelphia kind of deal. Like who's taking who's taking that division. 
Because, um, I mean, they did just play each other. And that was, let me tell you, that was a great game to watch. That was a great game to watch. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's like other, other than like the Dallas and Philadelphia kind of like battle for the top spot right there. Or, yeah, or I guess battle for the second seed right there in the NFC. I really don't see much changing. Uh, mm. I'm sure the Chiefs will figure it out because even for a bad year, eight and five already, like, come on now. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what Baltimore can do, you know? Baltimore, keep, yeah. if they keep that number one, that number one seed, holy buddy, it might, might be dangerous yeah, there. I, I, yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll talk about the Ravens in a little bit, but. Uh, you, you're getting me excited already, Martin. It's a little. It's a little think, sad that Mandrews isn't here to see it, but yeah, that does. Suck. Hey, Isaiah Likely though, he's got some game. He's he's honestly pretty solid as a backup, but he's not he's not Mark Andrews. I think when it comes to playoff time, but I'll get to that anyways in in a little bit. But you know, is Tom Brady kind of right? With uh, seems like the NFL is a little yeah. more mediocre, medi- a lot of mediocrity right now. Yeah, Tom Brady was right, I think, too, when he said that. Hey, man, the the goat knows, doesn't he? It, it does feel like it. I mean, obviously the Raiders scoring 63 was probably, you know, I mean, it was a blowout, but at least it was kind of really cool to see, like, oh, my gosh, they were just clicking on all cylinders. But, yeah, it feels like a lot of games this year have been, it feels like they've just been under, you know, I think the only real the real only real teams I've had fun watching, like, every week, uh, and this is just, like, their offense specifically, is I, I think the Cowboys lately have been pretty good with Dak. He's been playing well, but, like, the, the 49ers, have been really fun to watch, but like, and, and the lions, at least for, they had a stretch there, this past bit where they weren't, but like earlier and even last night they were fun, but a lot of teams, you know, and I think in the AFC, it's been true. A lot of teams and it feels just like there hasn't been, you know, I feel like it's, it's been underperforming in a way and it just hasn't been as good a football as we're used to these last couple of years. It, it does feel like it's a step down and, and defenses are, a little, you know, I don't know if they're stronger, but I think offenses are just weaker this year and just all across the league for the most part. Uh, and so it's made it's made games, you know, watching games, maybe not as exciting as it's been. And I mean, I've skipped out on so many Thursday night games. I mean, they pick bad matchups anyways. I skipped out on a lot of Sunday night games that just don't seem appealing just because a lot of these teams that, you know, were, you know, a lot of them that were that get most of the primetime games, you know, the bigger time teams, the, you know, the more hyped up teams haven't been performing as well in as years past and, you know, what they were expected to perform. So I will, I, I, I will, I want to say that first. Uh, I don't know if you guys, what you guys think about that as well, but. Oh, Dude, no. we've also, we've had a lot of injuries this year too. So, I mean, that kind of, that kind of, that kind of ruins the product a little bit, but. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, the, yeah, like you said earlier, the Lions, dude, man, the Lions, last night that game was so fun to watch. And then just in general, like, even though they're in the same division as the Bears, you know, my favorite team, I still enjoy watching the Lions way more than my own Bears. So, But think about it, last week against your own Bears, the Lions were not enjoyable to watch at all. And the, I'm sure that was a fun game to watch. Yeah, for you. Well, it was, it was still week. a fun game for me to watch last week anyways. Yeah, so. Yeah, they, I, I was going to say, I, I feel like I've noticed the, the mediocrity no more or uh, more in this place than anywhere else, but in the fantasy world, I feel like fantasy hasn't been as good this year <laughs> uh, for a lot of, it's besides like Christian McCaffrey and yeah. Tyreek Hill, you know? And that's where, for example, like the MVP race, like people are like, it shouldn't even be one of the quarterbacks right now. It should be CMC or Tyreek, just because that's kind of how 
you know, mediocre the NFL has been more this year. And now they're really saying the MVP is just a quarterback award because really all those guys up there probably don't deserve it as much as these other, these skill position guys right now. Mm. And so that's kind of like, like I said, it just seems a little, yeah, like it just feel, yeah, it just feels more, I guess, like Tom Brady said, it feels more mediocre. But yeah, and to add on to that too, um, I think a lot of the the fame and attraction from this NFL season has been taken away because a lot of star TVs have been injured for the season too. Like Aaron Rodgers, he was one of the biggest names because he signed on with the Jets for the season and he played like only a couple snaps and then he got out for the whole season. And then I like like Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, that you just see their backups playing all day. I mean. Obviously, it's going to be football at the end of the day, but it's not as exciting or like driven and efficient as guys like Joe Burrow or Kirk Hustle will play. Hey, Aaron Rodgers is supposed to maybe be cleared next week, which is I don't believe still that. unbelievable. But I don't believe that. Yeah. I, I, so when I saw the news of that maybe happening last night, I was like, how much, how many balls do I need to have to start Aaron Rodgers in my fantasy league? Because I I was the one who originally drafted him, and I got absolutely disappointed when he got down week one. But I was like, how awesome would it be if he were to come back from torn Achilles to just end up playing and winning the fantasy championship for me? Yeah. I'm like a kid in a candy store thinking about that. <laughs> also, though, it seems like some these court, a lot of these injuries also, most of them have been in the AFC, if you think about it. I, I know off the top of your head, it's Kirk Cousins, but the other ones... You have Joe Burrow, you have Deshaun Watson, you have Kenny Pickett, you have Anthony Richardson, you have Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert now. Those are all AFC mm -hmm. teams. And so it seems like the AFC has been hit way more by this. And that's why a lot of people are also saying there's no real clear favorite in the AFC, it seems like. The AFC is really up for grabs. You know, in the NFC, a lot of it, people are saying the Niners are up there, and I think that's well deserved. And you know, the Cowboys, those are probably the, like, kind of two top teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if they met, you know, in the NFC Championship. But Cowboys always choke. So we'll see if that happens. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but, like, the AFC, you know, it, it's a it's a real mix. You, you said the NFC race is, is, you know, the exciting one. And I agree for those wildcard positions. But the AFC just all across the top to bottom and even in the playoffs to me is exciting. Because I, I really don't know who's going to you know, win, win. And I, I think the AFC is just weaker than the NFC in terms of conferences, but those injuries have really impacted the AFC more than the NFC. And so, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, 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 the records too. I didn't realize the NFC is so top heavy too. You got a whole yeah. bunch of 10 and threes and a whole bunch of six and sevens. Yeah. And then you'll get the AFC. And then you look and, at everybody's eight and five. Yeah. And seven and seven, you know, and, so pretty much yeah that's crazy or seven and six but yeah so yeah i was gonna if you guys if you had any more thoughts about just like i guess mediocrity in the nfl <laughs> right now i was gonna say uh do you guys want to well, give some prediction oh what do you got martin i'm a i'm a i'm a bears fan okay so all i've known is mediocrity now yeah. but right <clears throat> right i don't know i just think i just think especially with like uh with with the with the good teams like the Chiefs that are having it down here, it also kind of ruins it too. Uh, not not necessarily ruins it, but it kind of like uh, we don't we don't have a team that like gets a super super hype every week like the Chiefs were. Pretty much every week, you know, for the last couple of years, this year they've been kind of like 
floating in the wind. So they're still the number. They're still at the NFL's favorite team, right? They still post them all the time, but there's just not as much excitement going on over there because we've <clears throat> got some issues to handle out over there in KC. Yeah, I've I've definitely been spoiled watching my favorite team for the last couple of years or so for how a uh, high octane offense they've had. This year, I hope is definitely like an anomaly um, because they haven't really played well at all. Um, I think their highest scoring game this season even is 31 points. And that seems pretty low for how the Chiefs are playing with Patrick Mahomes under center. And to be fair, they're pretty lucky too to kind of escape the injury bug at for most of the part. Um, they haven't had a whole lot of injuries as compared to a lot of other teams in the AFC. And I kind of do agree with what Charles is saying. The NFC is a little bit more meh. Outside of, I would say, the Lions, I think the Lions are the most exciting team in that conference. And then there's always the 49ers, but they're the 49ers too. But, yeah, it's not it's not an exciting year overall, unless you're a Ravens fan, I would say. I mean, honestly, let's, let's talk about our teams right now, actually. I like that. Uh, we could talk about the Chiefs and then transition because you brought some good points. You know, I feel like this – I don't know. It's weird. This team doesn't seem that much different than last year's. Honestly, if anything, their defense might be a little better. So it really makes you wonder why they're struggling because last year they really didn't – I mean, maybe there were a couple points, but, you know, for the most part they were – they got the one seed, you know, in the AFC. Obviously, they won the Super Bowl, right, without Tyreek, whatever. they I, Is Juju, you know, is he got bring good Juju vibes or something? Because this team doesn't feel much different, but they're struggling way more, and it makes you wonder maybe is Kelsey starting to age and – he, it's harder to get him more involved because last year he had a really good year. Why do you think? Why do you think they're struggling a lot more compared to to last year? In your opinion, Sam? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean that definitely could be a point that uh, Kelsey could finally be aggressing. I mean he's pretty old for a tight end. I believe he's thirty four right now, which is older for a tight end. But um, yeah, obviously we like we lost Tyreek a couple years ago. Uh, we did perfectly well without him in the last season. But I do think it was pretty important that we also lost Juju. I mean, uh, jokes aside from him, he was a pretty good game player. He had two hands. He knew how to use them, too. He could catch footballs, which was great. As as much as I want to, to harp about our receivers not being able to catch a football, I don't really want to blame them that much. Honestly, if I were to blame anyone, it would be Matt Nagy as our offensive coordinator this year. I think we were doing perfectly with Bienemy starting. I think we really should have rallied to have him stay with the Chiefs for longer. I think him and Mahomes had a perfect chemistry. And without that chemistry now, Mahomes is kind of faltering week after week. And as you guys saw last week against the Bills, he kind of blew up on himself and everyone around him. He made himself look like a D-bag pretty much. But <laughs> yeah. I, I just hope that was the lowest point of the season when we play the Bills. I th- hope things are going up from there. But, oh yeah, that 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 clip from the Bills will be some. It'll be part of some super motivational compilation that they're going to put together for when they're making the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, that'll be part of history. I just know it. Uh, yeah, I can just never count the Chiefs out as much as they've been struggling, which has surprised me. I, I still can't <clears throat> count them out it by any means, just based off of that quarterback and what they've already done. And I, I think you're totally right about I think and I, I think I mentioned this to you. I think I'm gonna message you like earlier this season. I was like, I think it's just because of Matt Nagy, to be honest, that they're mm-hmm. having more struggles. 
And because, you know, like Rasheed Rice is actually developed into a really nice receiver as a rookie for you guys. So he, it's not like you guys don't have any weapons. You still have Kelsey, of course. And, uh, you know, obviously you could say these last couple, maybe because Pacheco's been out. It's been the run game's been a lot harder to, you know, get going. I think he's pretty important for them, too, because he does bring a nice element to the rush game. And he obviously missed last week and supposed to be out this week. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really think it comes down to like the the play calling and obviously Kadarius Tony to some degree. But Yeah. you guys do have a a good defense. So that has that's going to keep you in games, I think. Cuz like none of your games have been blowouts by any means. They've just been, you know, not very, you know, Mahomes has struggled in ways and it just hasn't been it's been sloppy, but like you've still been in the game. And for example, the Bills game, if Tony was an offside, you, you probably have a good chance to win that game. Oh, And for sure. I definitely Yeah. think Mahomes' boil over was just the whole season, to be honest. I know, obviously, the refs in the moment, but I think it was just the, how the season's gone and how, you know, they've had definitely some uncharacteristic losses. And even some of their wins have been pretty lucky squeak buys, and there's still just been frustrations in those wins. So I think it was just a compilation of the whole season. And like Martin said, this might be the that turnaround moment that was like the – that is like the time, you know, when – they you know somewhat hit rock bottom and then now they're going to shoot up and it's going to be the compilation Oh boy, I hope motivational so. Oh yeah, there's video Patrick Mahomes about to go Super Saiyan here I and just take yeah over. I, I wonder how that locker room looked after they after the bill stopped them <laughs> in Mahomes the result bit I wanted to see how that worked uh, let's. I, I and like I mean, it's crazy how mad he was. You know, he even with the handshake with Josh Allen, who's just like complaining about. I mean, no offense, he was just whining about the call still and the handshake with him. You know, he was just like. Oh, you know, offensive offsides, worst Yeah, effing call ever. Like that's while Josh Allen's yeah. like right there, and it's just That like was a little you bad. gotta be, That you was gotta pretty be. bad. And that's not Mahomes. Like he's normally a really good, really good character, but that was bad character, definitely in that moment. So Oh, you could, I agree. you could tell he was really frustrated. Yeah, That's him. I understand. That's him being frustrated, but he doesn't want to direct it towards the team because he knows that if he directs it towards the team, then it's just over. It's over for the rest of the season. But of course he apologized and he reached out to Josh Allen and blah blah blah. So in classic Mahomes fashion, and his wife was also, you know, posting on her Instagram about the refs. But whatever. Yeah, it what was what was the worst? I think whenever I was watching that game live last week uh, was when Mahomes blew up on his own sideline and his own teammates had to hold him back because he was trying to like fight against one of the refs. I was right next to him on the sideline, and I was really starting to worry for like team chemistry's sake because I think like Juwan Taylor and Travis Kelsey had to like hold him back from swinging at those guys. It was pretty bad. Definitely Yeah, like Mahomes. him and Andy Reid got fined. Yeah. So, you know, they got some chunk coming They, away from their check, so. yeah, they definitely have a lot to prove and to bounce back from uh, this week. They actually play in about an hour from now. You guys probably know that, but they play the Patriots. Thank we a cupcake schedule, so maybe they can Hey, man, Bailey Zappi might might throw a couple click. on you. Here we go. Dude, It's if we... the, it's the, it's the start of the Chiefs Mickey Mouse run. If if <laughs> if Mahomes lose to Bailey Zappi, yeah, you can call that a cupcake. Mickey Mouse lost. Yeah, how do you guys have like the Pats and the easier schedule and you were had the best record, you know, and the Ravens were 10 and 7 and we have the Jags and the Dolphins and the Niners, Yeah. you know, remaining in our schedule. How's that fair? But It's whatever. not. To be fair, we beat the Jags as well, so. That is, yeah, But you did. it's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. I'm telling you. We're not like LeBron James level of just beating the Pistons week after week, you know. We have actual 
competition on our side. He can beat the Pistons, but he can't beat the Spurs. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say something like that. Bro, he he got his eye poked out like five times in that game, though. I mean, it's not on topic, but they were beating up on LeBron that game. That was kind of sad for him. SMH, find them all. <laughs> yeah. Uh Martin, let's let's go to your Bears. Let's uh, let's go to your Bears. What do you what do you <clears throat> give me your thoughts on the uh, season and all that good stuff? I don't know. I'm in a I'm in a weird spot right now. Like I like Justin Fields, you know. Do I think he's gonna stick around? No. Uh do I want him to because he's been doing pretty good recently? Yeah, I'd love to use I mean, this season's already pretty much chalked, so I don't care about this season. But I don't know. I think I think next year, if we if we could use some of those picks to just retool around Justin Fields, mm. the Bears might be dangerous next year. Yeah, I guess we can. Yeah, jump right into it. Justin Fields or not, are you, are you team Justin or team me personally? I'm team Justin Fields just because the guy is good. Um, I I think I'm. He's I to me personally, I think he's better than Caleb Williams or any other, I guess, quarterback that might get drafted in that top spot just because he's already got the NFL experience and we don't have to fail at developing another rookie quarterback with a new guy again. Uh but Okay. I don't know. They they've been they've been a little more fun to watch, especially with the uh the the DJ Moore Justin Fields connection really hitting off lately. That's been that's been really cool to see. Finally some fruition there. But I don't know, man. I just need Michigan to lose so we can get Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> no, he's going to the Chargers now, don't you know? Hell, nobody. He made an official statement like right after they booted Brandon Staley. Dude, like, Jim Harbaugh to the Bears would be real, a lot of fun. <laughs> I think that'd be really good. It would be fun. What do you are you team Justin or Sam or team draft a quarterback? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, now, now that we're winning too, we only really have that number one pick. So it's like that number one pick from the Panthers. Panthers. So that's that, like that's a quarterback. It could now be any quarterback you want right there. Now we're kind of now we're kind of we're kind of screwing ourselves because now we've got a wide variety of of, of people that we have to pick yeah, from. The Panthers are like falling to one knee and like just handing you guys that number one pick is like, please do better next season, dude. We might just have to give the pick back just for pity, dude. Honestly. <laughs> You feel too bad for them. They need we'll it. We'll give them DJ Moore and the pick back. We'll see how yeah. we're sorry. Bryce Young has not turned out to be who he is, so they needed some help over there. I, uh, You know, you could have another scenario like that. You trade the number one pick again this next year to someone who, you know, would leap up for that to draft that sure. quarterback they want, and you get more assets if you are to keep Justin Fields. I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty – I think they're going to keep him, to be honest, if they end this season well. I, I really do because – It'll be his fourth year of his rookie deal, I believe. So then you can decide what to do with on his fifth year. You don't have to make a decision on that. If I think if they struggle to end the year, I think that there's there might be a good chance. But if they if they kind of finish how they're playing right now, like let's say they finish seven and ten or you know, eight and nine or something like that, I, I think there's a good chance that they'll keep them and maybe they'll use that number one pick on like a Marvin Harrison, or maybe they'll trade it for more assets again and move down to like number four or five or six or wherever i i'm personally i don't know it's really tough for me i think i would stay on team justin right now just because uh, i do think that he can be pretty good 
but I'm, we're like, I'm not we're like on the cusp of greatness with him. I'm not completely sold still, but I would probably, cause you're in a good spot still with that number one pick and you can maybe try and get more assets, et cetera. Because I think you're in a good spot. I would say team Justin, but like I said, I'm not sold on him just yet, but it's been a good sign the last couple of weeks. Cause he only has played the last three games. Cause he was out for a while to be fair. And you had the undrafted, uh, Goat come in and get a couple wins, so That's good for him. Good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, from an outside viewer coming to the Bears suit, I'm not too sure. Um, I don't really think there's like a lot of bright spots in the upcoming QB draft class to like that you could spend a pick on in the future, but I think it might be a better idea in the long run to just use that number one pick and kind of spread it around and use it to get guys to help Justin Fields too. I think he still he still has some really good days ahead, but his days yeah. are good numbering. Or dude, I've seen I've seen I've seen like TikToks and and just like tweets and stuff about like the possibility of like the Bears, uh, like draft day trading Justin Fields to like the Falcons. I mean, he's a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter, and he would literally fit perfectly in the Falcons scheme because all they do is run the ball. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. actually what I was just about to say. With why well, I'm also on team Justin at the moment because his rushing ability is special, and you're not going to find many quarterbacks who can run like he can. But of course, you got to be able to throw the ball too, and that's still my question mark with him. But he can. He's. I think he's a better runner than Lamar Jackson, to be honest with you. So he's his his ability is is special, and that, and that's something you can't you know really find much in quarterbacks. So that's that's there too, but. You got to develop the pass game a little bit as well. So we'll we'll see. But I think we're all on team Justin, at least somewhat. Martin's a little bit more down the fence and Sam and I were more on the top of the fence. But mm-hmm. we're, we're we're technically on team Justin's lawn. Yeah. So he's, he's got belief in his boy. He can still do it. Hey, that's what you need as a fan, right? You got to have belief. Hey, every every great Bears team has never had a good quarterback. So if, if if Justin Fields stays about as mid as he is right now, that's okay. We just got to keep bolstering that defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Defense wins championships, baby. The Bears have never really had a, a really great quarterback in history. Like, Dude, the best but, quarterback we've ever had was like freaking Jay Cutler. Yeah, I was gonna say the that's best terrible. The fact that I could think of as a Bear was Jay Cutler. Jay and he Cutler, was pretty mediocre. What? Uh, give me give me a rundown of the last four games. What are they? What are they doing in the last four? And how are they finishing the year? Yeah. Oh, my PC's infected with five viruses. Please hold. <laughs> As I try uh, to open up Google Chrome. I can go ahead and talk about the Chiefs really quick while Martin, Martin's computer was. I was going to, I was going to, the reason I was, we should wait on that is because I would say they're in the playoff hunt. So when we make kind of our playoff predictions, we can oh, okay. discuss. The Bears are like probably Bears, still not going to make it. They are technically like well, a team yeah. out. They're, but... they're not out. Yeah. They could definitely sneak in and still get uh, one of the last. Uh, playoff seeds like a wild card don't give me hope but don't give me hope <laughs> i mean if they had to play like the cowboys or the lion i mean they've beaten the line they should have beaten yeah. twice maybe but yeah. we play Cow- we play the we play the browns too, browns today we play the cardinals next week we play the falcons on the on new year's eve and we play the packers on january 7th so those are three very oh, winnable I, games yeah i would say so Maybe I think the I think the Browns team. are probably an L just because their defense and it's in Cleveland and their defense is ooh, really good. Ooh, yeah, Joe no, Flacco's been kind of playing. Joe, ooh, best team in the AFC maybe. 
they're 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 winnable games. They're winnable games. I, I think know. all of them are winnable, to be honest. I but... mean, we beat we beat the Lions. I mean, no, 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 man. Maybe definitely losing to the Packers though. Doesn't yeah, matter who's under center true. there. We're just owned by the Packers for sure. The the Browns game will be fun to watch. I think the Browns are going to give it to you guys though. I think you guys go two and two, and you finish seven and ten. Does that seem fair? That's not bad. Yeah. Not too bad. I like seven and ten. Seven That's what I pretty... predicted the Bears to be way back uh when we did our in person and we got asked about them. I said seven and ten. So seven we'll and ten is pretty close to eight and eight, which is what uh, the Bears always go. So exactly. All right, is it time to talk about my Ravens, aka the number one seed in the AFC? Yes. I know Sam is jealous over there, but yes. I I want you to break the mold that you're not confident they will get the one seed in the AFC. Well, they play, Jack- they, start- they play Jacksonville, who's obviously lost the last couple. So, I mean, this game still has implications, but not nearly as much as it they did. Like, if Jacksonville was maybe the same record as us right now, it would be a really big game. So, that's obviously a big one. They're still a tough team. And then Miami, who's behind us, who got stunned by the Titans. They should be the same record as us, but they aren't. And I'm very happy about that. We play them uh, as well. So, there's some big implication games. Obviously, our, our hardest game is definitely San Francisco. And the but the only thing that gives me hope is Lamar is 19-1 against the NFC. So, mm-hmm. like, essentially, if we make the Super Bowl, there's a good chance we're going to win because Lamar just dominates the NFC for some reason. Uh, I I guess because they aren't prepared for him. I don't know. But, yeah, just because. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, we, we beat the Rams on a walk-off punt return in overtime, but... We beat the Lions 38 to 6 or whatever. We beat the Seahawks like the same score. You know, so we we not only are we being NFC teams, we've crushed NFC teams this year. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I do think the Ravens are gonna get the one seed. Honestly. I, I think they will. I think they'll go they'll probably I don't know, they might win like I think they'll win two more at, at least. Uh, it's a really hard schedule, so I could easily see them going one and three or even zero and four, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I think that they will at least win a couple, and that that'll give them at what twelve and five. So I think that'll be enough to get the one seed, mm-hmm. as long as they beat like the Dolphins. I I think that'll probably clinch it. And I mean, if they beat Jacksonville and the Dolphins, I'm, they'll probably automatically have it, to be honest. But yeah, it I'm honestly I'm scared, but I'm excited because I think that this is good for them to have this really kind of gauntlet to end the season. Cause the last time the Ravens were really good, you know, they were 14 and three or 14, two, I think 14, two is still 16 games. They, mm-hmm. That's when Lamar won MVP, you know, they were the one seed. They, they rested everyone week 16 or 17 uh, that year. And then they had the bye, and then they came out against the Titans in the, in the divisional and were super sluggish. Right. Yeah. Now, if you're the one seed, you still get the bye, but like they're going to be playing probably everyone in all these games, and it's a way tougher schedule than that season was. So I think it'll help them be ready for the playoffs for sure, having to face uh, four teams that all aren't going to be easy. Because even the Steelers, Steelers-Ravens is always going to be a tough matchup, even no matter how bad the Steelers are. So that's the optimism in me for them to, you know, uh, for the playoffs is you know that they're finishing with such a tough schedule that it'll help them get ready for it and mm-hmm. yeah i think they'll be the one seed to be honest yeah. so i guess i, I can you... jump right into the, my playoff predictions right now oh, okay go ahead yeah i think the ravens will be the one seed 
Surprise, surprise. I'll start with the division winners. Uh, I guess one, two, three, four doesn't really matter because they're all going to have home field and wild card. I think the Chiefs will win the ASC West, so they'll be one of those teams. I do think that the Dolphins will win the AFC East. I think that they, I think the Bills will probably like lose today, you know, to the Cowboys, and then they'll probably just be too far. And honestly, the the toughest one is the Jags, you know, because the Texans and the Colts are right behind them. So I don't see, I'm not sure. Like if the Jags lose tonight to us, they're going to be tied with the Colts. And have the Colts beaten the Jags this year? I actually don't know off the top of my head. Um, let me let me look. I'm not sure. I actually the Jags, do not. The Jags are the Jags are four and one in their division. Okay, the Jags. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty. They went two zero against the Colts, so that actually, I'll give it to the Jags for that record. That the, they did lose to the Texans, but the Texans are on CJ Stroud this week, and he struggled last week anyway. So I don't know about them. So I'll give it to the Jags. So those are my top four. So I think those stay the same. I don't the know, man. Card, Gardner Minshew looks good, man. I think I think the Colts will make the wild card, to be honest. So I'll give Gardner Minshew his love. Uh, I think the Browns make the the wild card too. Uh, they're they're de- they're just a really solid team. Their defense is going to drag them in, and yeah. So I think the Browns make the, it. They're probably going to be the wild card team to beat. I think of all teams, you know. The Bengals have really had a nice bounce back with Jake Browning. I don't think anyone saw this coming. They're now eight and yeah, six and in prime position. It's just it's just a good division, the AFC North this year. Even though two Shh. even though three of the starting QBs are out for the season, but it's fine. Man. This is a tough one. This last spot. I mean, I could say the Bengals, you know, I think that's you know, with Jake Browning. And say the, a- the AFC North dominates, but they got to play the Steelers, the Chiefs, and the Browns. That's not easy. Two divisions, divisional games, but the, you know the AFC North's all tough, and the Chiefs are tough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm going to put the Jets. No, <laughs> I think the Man, I don't know. Honestly, this is really tough. I, I'm gonna go with the Broncos. I think they went out and go ten seven. No way. Well, this is who they play. They play the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. I think the Raiders is the toughest game, so I think they have a good chance to win out. Yeah, maybe. And I'm gonna I'm gonna believe in Russ, and then they're gonna get bounced in the wild card. Don't worry. They're, well, yeah, I think they definitely lost some steam though last night losing to the Lions because they didn't look like a good team at all. Um, no, nah, they didn't. They, I think the Lions just kind of stepped it up again and looked like what, the team that can, you know, make the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would say so, too. Um, they, they definitely have an easy schedule. Um, thankfully for the Chiefs, too, that the Broncos lost last night, they're pretty much a lock to win the AFC West. Before yeah. that game, they were only one game behind the Chiefs. So that was really scary. Just imagining losing to Russ in the <laughs> AFC West. That would keep me up all night. You afraid to let him cook? I I would be afraid to let him cook, man. Yeah. Who who do you guys got in the AFC? Who do I have? Yeah. Who do you guys have? Uh, making that pull. It's honestly such a a cluster. It's really hard to. Yeah. I just tried I, to. I did some research. I just tried it based off schedule, and that's why I had like I mean, the Broncos. Yeah, I would say that's pretty fair. Um, I have about pretty much the same predictions. Um, I wouldn't really say the same about the Broncos. I don't even think I have that much like AFC West bias, but I do think 
the Bengals are somewhat legit with Jake Browning. He does seem like a pretty solid quarterback, at least. Like, not even for a, a backup quarterback. He looks pretty solid to fight his own in the league. So I would reward him with a playoff spot. Um, and in the, the very back of my mind, I would want, like, Aaron Rodgers to have an absolute resurgence. Everything in, like, a playoff scenario would go well, and the Jets would sneak in. But I, that's not going to happen. I think it's it's pretty it's pretty in the perfect world. Now, yeah, if they didn't bench Zach. He, they might be in the playoffs right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. They they should have um, they should have really kept Mike White before they dumped him in the offseason. Dude, the goat, Mike White, man. Yeah, I know, bro. He had like the most exciting games last season, and they just got rid of him. And now they have bums like Zach Wilson and freaking other. No name. Tim Boyle, I think. Tim Boyle, yeah. Yeah, Tim he Boyle got released. Stunned, bro. <laughs> I think they, they actually signed Trevor Simeon too. He's not even he's not good at all. Why would they do that? Cinnamon. Trevor Cinnamon, yeah. But yeah, who do you have though? Um, so my picks, um, I think the Dolphins are pretty much a log for the AFC East. Go Ravens, they're number one seed, I think, to the Jags, the Chiefs. Um Browns, wild card one. I would say the Bengals are wild card three. And uh, I would probably go, I'd go Bills as two. I really? At least get a wild card spot. Yeah. You it would be a Bills. big disappointment if they don't make the postseason. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think the Cowboys is an L, and I think they lose to the Dolphins too. And I think that yeah. just knocks him out. Maybe. So we'll see though. They might, yeah, they might I guess it'd be they'd be nine and eight. Yeah, I think I think there's gonna be a nine and eight team for sure that misses the yeah. playoffs at you know, maybe two. So if the Bills don't end up making it, I think Stephon Diggs will blow up on the sidelines too. He already cried for not getting much play time during the Chiefs last week. You have no love for the Colts? No, I don't think Gardner Minshew is the guy. I'm sorry. I, I really didn't think Anthony Richardson was that big of a guy either. Um, as much as I love the Texans too, I don't think they're going to make it without C.J. Stroud. But, I mean, he's probably going to bounce back, but no one can really tell with him still being a rookie quarterback. What do you got, Martin? AFC. What do I got for the AFC? Yeah. Um, Dolphins, Ravens. Yeah, the Dolphins is the one then. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean Ravens one. Ravens, you... Ravens is the one seed. Okay, I'd say I'm saying probably probably Dolphins as the second, Chiefs in third, Jags in fourth. Mm, okay, maybe that's too much of a hot take, but I mean, you know me, I'm a known Chiefs hater, so I'll leave them uh, at three. That's that's pretty that's pretty fair, I think. I'm yeah. a I'm a known I'm a known Chiefs hater, so we'll leave them at three. And then in terms of wild card, I mean, I really have no idea because, like, like, like we've already said, everybody's like right there. It'll be fun to see. I mean, it'd be fun to see. It'd be fun to see Joe Flacco. I'm not gonna lie. It'd be fun to see him have a little bit of a resurgence and then, you know, right off into the sunset. It'd be fun. It'd be fun to see Jake Browning do his thing out there too. I guess Gardner Minshew's been a lot of fun to watch. He like uh, Stroud, a lot of fun. I don't know. Wouldn't mind seeing Russ Cook too. He's absolutely not cooking. Come on, bro. You got to answer for he, us. Bro, he's cooking with leftovers at this point. So those are those are my top four. How many wild cards, I guess? I don't know. 
There's three. There's three, three wild seven, cards. Seven, seven total get in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I'll take I'll take I'll take Buffalo. I'll take Buffalo in I'll take Buffalo Indianapolis and the Browns maybe maybe okay the Browns I was yeah I was my other one was the Bills if I didn't say Broncos so I don't I just want to be a little bit of a give me give me give me the Browns I want I want Joe Flacco you know what yeah get 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 Joe Flacco get Joe Flacco in here he all right it. NFC time Sam we'll start with you run NFC. us through it run us through the, your playoffs okay. Um, I do think the NFC is a little bit more set in stone. Uh, I think what Martin was talking about a little earlier in the podcast, there's a lot of like really high up teams already that have made a good statement for the playoffs. And then there's a lot of pretty mediocre teams that are kind of just getting by. Um, I think the Cowboys Eagles are obviously one and two seeds. Um, it's a little bit debatable on which will be the one and which will be what? the two seed Cowboys Eagles. Well, they're the one and two seed. Well, no, one and five. The one and five seed. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they can't even be they one. Can't and two. be the one and two seeds because yeah, you're good, ready. you're good, you're good. But in theory, it's in theory. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's still debatable on which will be the one seed. At least they can't be the one and two seed. But me personally, as much as I wouldn't want to see it, I think the Cowboys are a lot of a hotter team right now. The Eagles are kind of scraping by. Cowboys are going to get the one seed, unfortunately. Um, the Lions are going to get the, the North, definitely. I think it's a pretty pretty landslide, landslide prediction at this point. Uh, NFC South, so, eh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a pretty it's it's the probably the most underwhelming division I think of the conference. Does Sam have no love also for the Niners? Just oh no, they're they're locked to the three C. I'm sorry. Wow, Brock Purdy is not him, Charles. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm manifesting Charlie in a, in a weird way, but no. But uh, Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers would take the NFC South. I think it would be exciting to see Baker Mayfield have his playoff performance as kind of like a Joe Flacco thing. They're a little, they're both a little bit older at this point. Joe Flacco is obviously probably on his last leg, but it'd be fun to see him make a little playoff run. Obviously, there is the 49ers. I can't forget about them. They're going to take the West. I don't, I think they're going to falter a little bit, though. I still, I still believe they're probably going to be the two seed. I'll give them a little bit more love than what I said earlier. I'll give them the two seed. Cowboys one, Niners two. I would say the Lions three. And uh, Buccaneers, unfortunately, they take the four seed, even though Eagles, they should be way higher than the five seed, but I'll give them that. The last two wild cards, that's a little bit trickier. Um, as much as I want to put the the Giants in there because of Tommy DeVito, I can't because they're still a pretty lackluster team. Um, Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets, baby. Tommy Cutlets. Uh, I would say the last two wild card teams, I would go with the Rams and. Hmm. As much as I. As much as I don't think they deserve to be in the playoffs, I would give the last wildcard team to the Saints. They're a very underwhelming team, but the, somehow the NFC South is just going to grab themselves and he's going to squeak by. He's going to find a way. Okay. Dude, yeah, the, the Saints are the only team with a positive score differential in the NFC South. Yeah. 
That's that's part of why I wanted to pick them too. The classic the NFC South, uh, you know, five hundred team that gets to host a playoff game. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> in Raymond James Stadium too. Honestly, man, this is you want to go, Martin? NFC. I'll, I'll I'll fire mine off real quick. I think 49ers are the first. Definitely, I think they're the top seed. Uh, and then that's when we go Cowboys, Detroit. Uh, I'll do Dark Horse and I'll say the Falcons. I'm saying that the Falcons are coming out of the NFC South, which is going to help my theory about Justin Fields earlier because I need the Falcons to be somewhat decent and realize they have a quarterback problem and then get Justin Fields in the draft. That's where my that's where my head's going. Okay, anyways, 49ers, Cowboys, Lions, Falcons. And then after that, obviously the Eagles. And then I think you could sauce in the Packers because the Packers look kind of good, even though they just lost. But mm-hmm. get the get get the Packers to squeak inside of there. The Packers, the Saints, and probably the Seahawks. Okay. I'm honestly gonna go. I think Niners are the one. I think I think the Lions are two. Ooh. The the Lions and Cowboys play each other week no. seventeen. That's a big one. No, no yeah. NFC East team. The Cowboys have to play the Bills. I do think they'll win, but they also have to play the Dolphins, and then they have to play the Lions. And uh, I think that they are the two. I think the Eagles are the five. I don't think they. I think the Cowboys will win the uh, NFC East. So Eagles will be five. I'm gonna go with. Yeah, the NFC South is just. Uh, honestly, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I think they've been probably the most consistent. The Saints are too. I don't know. You just can't trust Derek Carr. They, I don't know what it's up with them and the Falcons. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the the Bucks. I think they're most consistent. So I'll give them the four. I'm gonna go with. I like the Rams as well. I'm gonna pick the Rams to be in along with the Eagles, and I'm gonna go with the Packers as as well. So those are my wild card teams. And I don't think anyone else in the NFC South makes it besides the division winner. So I'm going to trust Baker and the Baker and the boys. Yeah. And Jordan love too. Yeah. Jordan love. Boys. I know that. I, I know they he, just lost two and yeah, I don't that think was he, a big one, but he really got that big morale boost by being the chiefs, but I think it was a fluke game. Hey man, we'll see. Play, it's going to be exciting. These are some big games coming up. There's no real locks at all right now for anywhere. Mm-hmm across the board so the yeah. only locks are kind of the you know the Niners are obviously they're gonna, gonna win the NFC West and the Lions are gonna probably win the NFC North but those are like the only locks in the entire playoffs because like the Ravens could still lose the AFC North to the Browns you know it's not I guaranteed say, yet yeah that's true I would say the Chiefs are pretty much a, a lock to win the AFC West though after they lost to the Broncos I mean not yet not, mm, I don't not, know about yeah. a lock, you know. They're not a lock yet. Yeah, no. They're not a lock. Oh, yeah, they're not like a picture or like on paper a lock, but I think they're pretty close to winning it. They were one game behind before. Oh, uh, get, get your little Chiefs. Here we go. Get your here little Chiefs talk. The Chiefs are not. Well, they're not losing two games in this big stretch. Oh, nobody's. Oh, gosh. literally all four of our last. How are we gonna lose out, bro? We all. You're not gonna lose out, out, but like, we're not gonna lose two. <sighs> All four of our last games in the season, it's a cupcake schedule. We're playing all backup QBs. But you're admitting uh, it. This happens every episode. Don't I'm, worry, I'm not admitting you're, it. You're acknowledging that it's, a, uh, that, it's, that it's a Mickey Mouse run right now. It might be a Mickey Mouse run, but 
we're still gonna make it work. We're gonna beat those LeBron allegations. It's not oh, twenty twenty again. You're gonna beat the Taylor Swift allegations that you need her to win. Yeah, we'll we'll beat the Taylor Swift allegations too. She kind of she kind of faltered out as a good luck charm in these last few weeks. So we need. Bro, are you sure about the you know the Raiders? They just dropped sixty three. No, they dropped sixty three because of their defense. And That's what I'm saying Max Crosby's Max Crosby bro, balls against the Chiefs. Yeah, but you're comparing the defense that played against Mahomes compared to a defense that played against a random backup QB that played their first ever game in the NFL. They're not <laughs> going to drop anywhere 63 to the Chiefs. They're not going to drop 36 against the Chiefs. They might be lucky if they drop 16 against the Chiefs. Of course, of course. The Raiders, always... dude, they dropped, they dropped zero the week before they dropped 63. So it's like, yeah. The the AFC West is always they just it's always you know oh they're the best division in football or whatever and then they're way overhyped and it makes the Chiefs look better, you know because like oh they won that division they dominated it, so estimate the Chiefs the Chiefs always look better, that's the thing. I think it's I, cursed, man. I, also the Broncos finally. I think your year's cursed to be honest. We might be cursed this year, but hey, I I will say as. Regardless of what we do this season, I, last season was an absolute trip, and we got spoiled. So I'm okay with whatever happens last season. I think the very peak of this little Chiefs dynasty going on was when Bengals got robbed. Together. We all came together. Mark and I saw it live. Yeah, we all came together to watch the AFC Championship game. Bro, that was awesome. Robbery. He had to Robbery. lean into that one. Oh, he had to lean uh, into that one real quick. Had to go. Had to go into the mic so you you all could hear that. <laughs> Mahomes, bro, I will never forget that last play where Mahomes like sacrificed his life to get that uh, pass interference call to set up that. Uh, or no, the the roughing the passer or roughing unnecessary passer. roughness, whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, he flailed his arms in the air to get that call. And out of bounds range. Honestly, no, I don't disagree with that call. To be honest, that's not even why the Bengals got robbed, but. I think it was fair too. Yeah. I think it was a fine call. Yeah, enough about that. All right. <laughs> enough it's, about that. It's MOB time. We've taken a lot for the football, but we still got, you know, a little bit of time, you know, 10, 15 minutes to discuss yep. the MOB offseason. Who wants to start with, you know, what anything, pick anything that you want to talk about? Anything. Yeah. Uh, Martin, I you still have a, a pretty big name in the Cubs organization that haven't got anywhere. I think you should start. I like the big name in the Cubs organization, Cody Bellinger. I like yep, that. Cody B. You know what we're talking about Cody B. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd love to have Cody Bellinger come back. Uh, it was kind of it's kind of sad that we did pretty good. We almost made the playoffs, and then Belly and Stro kind of both decided to test out free agency again. But I guess they were both on prove it deals, and it worked out for them. So if I got to pay a little bit more to get them back, I'll pay a little bit more to get them back. Like, uh, like you'll personally pay them for them to come back. I mean, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. I, mean, I don't know. That's a true fan. I'll, I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to dip into the pockets a little. That's a true fan. Like the it. podcast. I'll dip into the podcast money. Hey, now, um, hey now. <laughs> we're saving that for the Ravens. Um, I mean, I don't really know. I haven't been keeping up too much necessarily with uh, free agency just yet because a lot of the big names haven't really flown like gone off the board just yet except for a few huge names um i don't know 
I'd like I'd like Cody Bellinger back, but you know if he goes, he goes. There's a possibility that they're they're saying that the Cubs are supposed to be like front runners for Reese Hoskins. So I guess that's that's not a bad that's not a bad backup. Where do you think he goes then if it's not the Cubs? Uh, I mean, honest to God, I have no idea. I like I'm kind of I'm in football mode right now, so I haven't been keeping up too much. But I mean, I could just cheese and say the Dodgers, right? Because they're buying everyone right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I really don't know. I don't know. Is there a team that needs a first baseman right now? I I've heard. I I did. A, I just looked this up, and apparently the Blue Jays are the favorites, and the Cubs are. Are they moving them. Vladdy to just straight DH then? That's. I would assume that's what they would do. I apparently there's been talks. I've seen some. Tweets of people talking about the Red Sox potentially. Um, oh, he can't go to the Red Sox. That's that's not going to be no good for anyone. So that's that's I guess all I know about right now of, of teams that are probably. So, I could see. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess the oh, in the eighties. I guess the uh, what's her name? I guess the Blue Jays are a little sore about losing out on Otani. So I guess they could they could go get them a a, a star first baseman. They could even have a reunion with Stroh, too. There you go. That's perfect. You can both bundle them up and take them back. What do you think about Cody Bellinger, Sam? Um, He's definitely a player. I'll say that. He's a player of all time. Yep. He's definitely one of the players. But, uh, I, I don't, dude, I have no clue where he would go. Um, I mean, it would be kind of cool for the Cubs fans, at least, to see the, he would go back to the Cubs. It, honestly, it would make sense, too. Um, especially with them losing bigger names too, like Stroman. I do think Stroman goes back to the Blue Jays. That'd be fun to watch too. But um, yeah, that's about all I really know about Cody. Uh, <laughs> I, I really kind of stray away from my rival team and what they're doing. Just kind of let them do their own thing. Dude, all of my notes over here are all about Kansas City and St. Louis, man. Come on. I know. Bro, you should have your nose more in the Bears organization. They're going to make some big moves this offseason. No but shot. We're talking about MLB. Um, and thankful to Charles, I'll give him a little bit of credit too. The Tigers just recently signed a pretty big name. So I'm happy for you guys. I just want actually real quick before we discuss that, I wanted to talk just a little bit on your guys' thoughts. This is a little different, but I'm really curious because I remember I had heard Cody Bellinger talk about this. I'd seen maybe a clip back in January, you know, so before the season. And he talked about how he thinks the shift is going to make him, you know, uh, getting rid of the shift is going to, you know, help him a lot and help his approach a lot more. Why do you guys think he had such a bounce back season? I know obviously he's a very good talent. And so, you know, he was probably in due time, but it was quite a shift from those last couple of Dodgers years to the Cubs year. And of course the, the contract, but what do you guys think? Like, you know, give me some analytical thoughts here. Why do you think he had such a, a, a good season? This past year, why did he bounce back so much? Um, Martin, how about you start? Sam was not ready for that. Um, well, okay, that left field for me. First off, I kind of think. First off, he came in. He came into this season with the Cubs, knowing that he was pretty much on a one-year prove-it deal to everyone in the MLB. And then the Cubs weren't so great the last season, so there really wasn't much expectation to set. So I think they, he just came into the season with no pressure. He just knew he just kind of got to work on his things. And if he works on his stuff, then eventually over time, 
the team would have started doing good. And then the Cubs did end up start clicking, but it was a little too little too late, which now makes him even more valuable. Do you think the shift had a lot to do with it, like getting rid of it? Oh, definitely. I think the – yeah. I think the, the shift and then uh, – I'm trying to think. In the beginning of the season, he was playing a lot of center field, but towards the end of the season, he was playing a lot of first base and DHing. So, I mean – yeah, I think if I think he's a good player, you just got to take you just nah. being being and being in L.A. And there's that pressure that everyone gets paid all this money over there in L.A. Like they have to win. Like that's kind of their mindset. So once they start losing, they're going to start pointing fingers. And it was at him. But now yeah. he's doing just fine without him. So that's for sure. I, I do think it, it really was a big thing when the shift got banned. Um it probably loses a lot of morale if I were a player like Cody Bellinger too. And I uh, imagine he was making like really good contact, but always just managing to get outs and hitting exactly where fielders were. Um, another player that comes to mind that really helped out with uh, the ruling of banning the shifts was Matt Carpenter too. I know Matt Carpenter is a lot older and he's not really in the same situation as belly, but um uh, He's gotten a little bit of resurgence too after getting that permit deal with the Padres. He actually just recently signed with the Braves. And if I didn't think the uh, the shift would have would have been banned, um, I think he would probably get booted out of the league. And I think the same reason with Belly too. I think his career would have been changed a lot more too if uh, his permit deal didn't really go the way he wanted it to. And if the shift was still in place, he probably would have struggled a lot more. So. He'd be like another Joey Gallo, pretty much. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's 240 nukes. Crazy, mm-hmm. you know, how the shift, you know, they just leave this entire gap in the, you know, the infield open. And it's, you know, it's so difficult. You'd think it's way easier just, well, we'll just try and get it, you know, into that part of the field where no, you know, no fielders are. But with the pitching and all, it's way more difficult, you know, because I didn't realize how much, and I think in all sports too, analytics, but I didn't realize how much, analytics there are on the hitters and their tendencies and how much goes into, you know, so, like scouting, of, you know, for the pitchers to like word to throw to these guys to get them to get a certain contact that goes in their favor. You know, I, there's so much more into it, you know, if you don't like think about, or if you don't like realize, you know, what you're, you're just watching a guy pitch a ball to, and a guy with a, a bat trying to hit it, you know, it could be as simple as that. But like when you really dive into it, it expands so much. And that's just the cool thing about sports, you know, because it could be you can watch it on the simplest terms about what's happening. But there's so much more that goes into it if you are interested to to learn about in every sport. And so that's just really cool to me. And so I was just, yeah, I was curious what you guys thought about that, because you obviously know baseball more. But yeah, it's just crazy, you know, because they're just so much. It was honestly, it didn't feel like baseball. I remember we were complaining about like when we see them all shift to the right side, there'd just be this hole, yeah. you know, on left. To field. be fair, to be fair, that was a little corny there for like a second when the third baseman was coming all the way out to like shallow right to play like like that, like that kind of stuff was corny to me. It was always corny. Yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah, but I'm glad they got rid of it, of course. What? This is turn something turned a conversation about the shift. What what started it? Do you guys know? Like, was there a, a team? The, sh- the shift, Joe Madden. Joe Madden did it. Okay. Yeah, Joe Madden with the Rays. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually know about like where it started and all. So, I was curious. Me too. 
But uh, as Martin is fact checking it for us, I can, I can tell. Yeah, we can go back to the Tigers though. I just, I was just curious about the that conversation. Yeah, that, that's why we Jack, have Jack Flaherty, him. right? Is that what we're? Yeah, talking about the goat, the Cardinals legend, Jack Flaherty. I, I'm still pretty disappointed to see that the Cardinals let him go. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's a good move for the Lions, at least. Um, Lions. I, the 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 first ever the first oh, ever the Lions, shift was yes. used on David Ortiz. April eighteenth, two thousand six, by the Devil Rays and Joe Madden. Hmm. It definitely, it really obviously spiked in popularity in the last couple of years compared to back then. But that's for sure. Yeah, it's to the point where we were like they were they were doing shifts every single player. Yeah, which is much. like understandable because every player has their tendencies. But come on, I mean they're pros; they can hit it anywhere if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely way harder than it looked, you know. Because yeah. I mean, you it's such an open space, but it's just a lot harder to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Jack Flaherty, Sam, you were discussing well, Cardinals legend. Yes, Cardinals legend. He actually signed with the Tigers and not the Lions. I have to correct myself on that too. But he's on a one million or one year prove deal as well with the Tigers. Um, I was going to say a little bit earlier. I think the Tigers have a little bit of more retooling that they need to do as a team. I don't really follow them obviously as much in AL Central team. They haven't really done a whole lot, too. In the last few seasons, they've been pretty much mediocre or worse than that. Uh, if anything, the main takeaway, I would think, from uh, the Tigers this season compared to the last season, I would be very sad that Miggy has finally left. He's finally moving on to his retirement tour and going off in the waters to, I don't know who where he goes, but like Puerto Rico or something like that, but... That's that's one notable move that's been made in in the free agency in the last couple of days. Happy for Charles Anonim at least. That's that's someone fun to watch. But he's on a one year per deal and hopefully he does good over there. But if not, oh well. Yeah. I I don't know about the yeah, we'll see about the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Uh Martin, you had mentioned the Royals. You seem to be a big fan of what they did. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh yeah. The Royals are kinda I mean, I guess they're buyers right now. They're buying they're buying every single pitcher that's above the age of 33 right now, so I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they just picked up Michael Waka, two years, $32 million. Will Smith, who, I mean, numbers don't lie. He's won three straight World Series so far, so, I mean, three different teams. Seth Lugo, Chris Stratton, I mean, they're adding some pretty good – they're adding some pretty good veteran arms. They might They might do some damage and come away with 60 wins this year. Oh, that's a real damage. Sixty wins. Sixty wins. Yeah, and then yeah, I have like the like the Jack Flaherty too. So I mean, yeah, I, I guess the NL Central or the a, the NL the AO Central is kind of bolstering up. They're getting they're getting sick and tired of being the worst. The, uh, yeah, they're getting sick and tired of the Guardians, the White Sox, and the uh, other twins. Teams. The twins. The twins. Look yeah. at Martin knowing knowing all the teams in the AL Central. Good <laughs> uh, you, Martin. Proud of you. All right, we got we got to discuss this one at least a little bit. Shohei Otani going to the Dodgers, and this was I remember like literally a day or two before Sam was kind of you know fanboying in the chat the Blue Jays rumors, and was all seemed to eat it all up, and he's like, yeah. you know, oh blah 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 Toronto, and then next thing you know, like I remember the next day maybe it was just like he's signing with the Dodgers, seven hundred million. And supposedly he's supposed to only get uh twenty million for the actual ten years, and then six hundred eighty million 
after the 10 years or whatever, but to help the Dodgers make more moves, I guess, as Martin, I remember you point out before we start filming what they do, but what do you guys think about Altane to the Dodgers? Did you see this coming? Cause I personally thought it would be the Dodgers, but what'd you guys think? Oh, I'm definitely disappointed. Yeah, Charles pretty much hit it right on the nail that I was I was pretty I was pretty heartful about him going to the Blue Jays. I thought it would have been a perfect situation. Everyone was crowding around around that that plane that was flying to Toronto and it's just some random like Shark Tank billionaire, I think, that was just flying over there. But it was the the realistic move that he was gonna go to the Dodgers, and it makes a lot of sense that he would want to be on a winning team, and that's why he's deferred a lot of his contract. I mean, especially when you go from an Angels organization that hasn't done anything, and they had Mike, they have Mike Trout still. I mean, they have no reason to not be successful. But Otani, Otani finally had enough, and he's like, "I want to be on a winning team." I mean, the Blue Jays are a winning team too. That's what I don't understand about. But he went to go with the Dodgers. I mean, he doesn't have to move anywhere, which is good for him. Um, I'm just sad to see ten years of. I mean. Thankfully, the Dodgers, they kind of choke in the playoffs year after year, which is good. But that means there's at least 10 more years of the Dodgers having a good playoff run. And I don't like that they at least even have a chance of winning a World Series. I'd rather them just kind of be more like base dwellers. But that's that's been a few years ago at this point. The Dodgers have been consistently good, and they pretty much guaranteed themselves to be good for 10 more years with signing Otani regretfully i gotta admit the 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 jersey the dodger blue does look good on him but it makes me sick at the same time no way yeah i don't know if you could say that i think blue jays blue would have been better looking than dodgers blue what do you got martin uh i mean there's a lot of things that i'm thinking about this deal none of them safe for the podcast but uh (laughs) I don't know, man. I just I don't like the I don't like the Dodgers. I think they're frauds. I don't. I mean, I'm happy for Shohei because he got his bag. He's finally out of, you know, the Angels organization. He's got an actual chance at winning something now. I'm happy for the guy. He deserves it. But seven hundred mil. First off, how do you how how does anybody live off of like two mil in L.A. in the first place after taxes? Like, let's let's think about that. Anyways, but like uh. I think seven hundred million is just way too much money to be paying somebody who's two Tommy Johns, and I mean, like he's—I mean, he's coming back on his second Tommy John. So it's like I don't—I don't know. I think the whole six hundred and eighty deferred is kind of shady too, because now they've got one of the best players that's ever played baseball, Shohei Otani, coming on a two million dollar deal, two million dollar cap hit. And now they're going out there to get in glass now. They got Manuel Margot. They've got the ability to bring back freaking Cody Bellinger too if they wanted. They can bring everyone back. They can bring everyone back and just run through the run through the MLB next year. And it's still scary. lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Hopefully. Exactly. It's it's definitely scary to see. Um the, the Dodgers will really have to work something out when those when that tenure contract goes up with Otani and they'll have to end up paying something ridiculous like 30 34 million i think each year for like the next 10 years after he's gone in la that'll be fun to watch at least but we're gonna have to suffer through this first period dude and like everybody thought the bobby bonilla stuff was bad but bobby bonilla only got gets paid like 
1.5 mil a year yeah. or something like that. Dude, this is like a whole nother level. People are making Bobby crazy. for that, and Otani yeah. like 30 times that amount. It's going to be crazy to see him. I, I think 700 mil is way too much, but I mean, I think he was going to get that much. And of course, the Dodgers would offer that much. That's just what they would do. So I'm not shocked. And like Martin said, I mean, here's the, the point. Maybe Shohei's a good luck charm because I do like him, but I truly think if Dave Roberts is still the manager, they're still going to choke. Uh, if they decide to finally fire him, which they really should, I don't know why. I think the Dodgers are delusional in a way, and they've had such a good record just because their teams are so good, but I don't think they've realized their manager really can't win in the postseason. Uh, if they got someone that could actually, you know, like a good manager, then they would be, I think, a really big threat to probably just run the MLB for a while. But mm-hmm. as long as Dave Roberts is the manager, they're going to choke. So I'm, I'm not that worried. It's just it's going to be a, a show in L.A., you know, for sure, now that you got Shohei to add to that team. But oh, for I, sure. I thought the Angels should have traded him at the deadline. I know. I understand they wanted to try to make a playoff push. And when the trade deadline occurred, they were in position, you know, to be in the playoffs. Obviously, it didn't work out. I, I was on team trade him, though. I, I thought they definitely should trade him. I know they could have gotten a lot for him at the trade deadline if they did do that. And then it would have been another team's problem to have to sign him. But, yeah, I mean, the Angels are going to be the Angels, and they have an injured Mike Trout now. And, yeah. yeah. It is. Anthony it is Rendon. Anthony Rendon. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's done a like, lot of money. He did, nothing. like, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just happy that Shohei didn't go to the Cardinals only because are you kidding? Can you imagine how expensive the ticket prices will be at Dodger Stadium with Otani now. I mean, they Dude, have 700 million. They gotta, they gotta, it. they gotta find some. Dude, if Otani went, went to the Cardinals, yeah. bro, I would have lived, moved in with Kevin. Oh, what? dude! If I mean, <laughs> if season tickets pay, right there. If you're willing to pay a hundred dollars for like nosebleed seats too, as season tickets. Fine. But gosh, imagine how expensive that would be, though. The Mar- there was so, no shot he was ever going to St. Louis. If he uh, went to the yeah, Cubs, no I think Mark would have moved to Chicago. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have moved to Chicago now. No? No. You would have tried to get some some games, though, for sure. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. But, no. I'm, I'm just glad that he's bringing all the high prices to South Beach and freaking Midwest, St. Louis, Chicago. What would we do? We would Dude, pay- plus... Plus, in general, that's six hundred and eighty that's deferred. Yeah, think about think about the LA taxes he's got to pay on that. That's tough. I know that's ridiculous. That's tough. They're gonna have to find a way to make up that money. And Shohei living up two million a year. Poor thing. But I mean, hey, the guy, uh, the guy, he's... the guy made one decision, and now he's set for the rest of his life. His family set for the rest of his life. His family, family set for like. That's dumb money, right there. Crazy. That is dumb money. I'm yeah, and happy. I'm, brand, happy. I'm happy for the guy. Deals, you know, that'll keep, obviously keep him afloat. I, I will just wrap up with this. The one thought I thought of when I saw the deal for Otani is I should have never given up on sports. Dude, literally. I said never give yeah. up on a playing career. You're right. You're right, yeah. Should never. Literally. Should now, never I'm not saying I could have gotten $700 million, but... Come on now, that, dude, that you so you could you could give me you could give me the league minimum right now, dude, and I will ride the bench all year just fine. <laughs> you know, you get to go to you know get to get, to get batting practice in the mornings and get all that good exactly. stuff, and then you just you ride the bench. 
You know, give me, give me, give me league minimum, and I will be your bat boy. All one sixty two. I will follow you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's just crazy, crazy money, money, though. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I did not see that coming. I knew Shohei was going to get a lot of money, but I did not think seven hundred million was achievable. But if 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 seven hundred million was always the number, I'm glad he didn't go anywhere else but LA. Like honestly. Oh, it was definitely made to be too. LA has always been one of those teams. That I would I would have been hurting for any team that gave him seven hundred million that yeah. wasn't the Dodgers. Exactly. Yeah, seriously. Like five teams could have just come together and just pulled money to get him. They just split him for like ten games. <laughs> yeah, he's like, on a, he's right. on five different teams. <laughs> got split got split custody. All right, now time to go to Detroit. They'd help pay one dollar of your contract. Oh man. I think uh, I think we're we're ready to wrap it up. Sam, you want to hit us with the outro? About set. Oh, who hits us with the outro? Samuel. Me. Yes, sir. I thought you were going to say Martin. Nah, we made Martin do it last time. Well, yep. I will hit you guys with the intro. Well, it's been it's been fun. Uh, We, as Charles mentioned, we do have part of the Bubble Bowling Boys cast going on for this beautiful episode of a Win Is a Win podcast. We've got an exciting lineup of NFL games that are happening in a few minutes, too, so that'll be fun to watch. But um, for now, thank you guys for joining us. We had fun talking about the NFL and the MLB, respectively. Probably two of the best leagues in the U.S., I think. Might be a hot take, but I want to say something like that before the when the, the soccer guy is not in the podcast. He's out hanging out with his... Dude, for real, we're the real bubble blowing boys. Matthew yeah. Matthew's just a Bayern Munich bubble blowing. Yeah, he, he literally is. Yeah, <laughs> we were given a little bit of of black for hanging out with his Bayern Munich boys. But um, that's besides the point. The point is, thank you guys for joining us for this wonderful podcast episode. We will probably see you guys hopefully one more time before we have our little Christmas break before the end of the year, and then we will hop back into the next year all happy and cheerful and ready for more wins and win podcast episodes but uh thank you again martin for joining us and we will see you guys in the next episode always a pleasure boys peace peace